You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come aside, we continue to keep you updated with all the NFL free agency movement. I have my grades live tracker there, as well as uh, where the top 50 are going. And now I have a column on the winners and losers in NFL free agency. So looking at the league as a whole and what's been done, what's not been done there, the signings, uh, the certain positions that are really taking off here. So here at Locked on Fantasy Football, we have yet another reason to have a reaction show to fantasy goings on in free agency. So we got some more results in from the second wave and a few things that... uh, are notable from other moves that happened here. So we'll break that down for you. So look a little bit at quarterback and running back. Then we'll turn our attention to what's happened at wide receiver, what's not happened at wide receiver. Then we'll close the show. Uh, important here, things that are going on on the offensive line where teams are changing their fortunes there. So we uh, do some more reactions here. Uh, look at the several teams and situations and uh, how they impact those teams and uh, maybe if uh, needed uh, the teams that they have left behind so we'll start at quarterback we had a few more moves the quarterbacks have uh, pretty much dried up here so we talked about uh, how Dak Prescott's returning Cam Newton James Winston two more re-signs Ryan Fitzpatrick changing addresses we already had uh, Carson Wentz and Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff well we do have one more potential starter here, and it looks like he's going to be a starter based on things that are happening here for the Chicago Bears. That's Andy Dalton. He gets the same deal as Ryan Fitzpatrick. One year, $10 million to go to Chicago. Now, what's happened is the Bears have apparently failed in their pursuit of Deshaun Watson and or Russell Wilson. Apparently, they were willing to give up three first-rounders to the Texans to make the Watson's deal, Watson deal happen. They really wanted to go there, but it didn't quite happen here. The Texans have been holding firm on not trading Watson. It's a little bit more of a pipe dream with the Seahawks and Wilson. So what we have with Dalton is that he's going to be the guy. So this means Mitchell Trubisky is not coming back. So Mitchell Trubisky probably would have been like 15 or $16 million. Here they get to Dalton. is now recycled through the Cowboys' backup situation last year for Dak Prescott. At ten million, so that's what they want to look at. Get him as the bridge quarterback. Maybe try to restructure, get out of the Nick Foles contract here, going uh, forward and uh, change things up. Hopefully, they'll still look to maybe consider a pick in the draft. Uh, first round is going to be tough at quarterback, but again, the Bears. What does this do? I mean, Andy Dalton. I think it's about the same what you expect from Allen Robinson if he sticks around. There's rumor that Anthony Miller could be on the move. This could help Darnell Mooney. Michael Gallup, like receiver Dalton and Gallup, had a pretty good chemistry last year. Cole Komet, Dalton does like the tight end and trusts the tight end over the middle of the field, going back to the Bengals in the days, but also with the Cowboys and uh, Dalton Schultz last year. So maybe good news for Komet, Robinson, and uh, 
Mooney here. Miller probably on the way out. Again, does he really change the course of this Bears offense all that much? I don't think so. I think he's a little steadier than Nick Foles, and maybe he's not going to give you the same running ability, but he's an athlete that can move uh, like Trubisky to some degree. So maybe more of a lateral movement for the support of the offensive skill players here with Dalton coming in. So that says a lot about Mr. Trubisky, that you can just plug in Dalton and maybe get the same results here. The Bears' offensive line is not too bad. They're better run blocking than pass protection. So again, Bears' probably status quo, maybe that's not what we want to hear. We want to actually hear an upgrade at quarterback, but... Trubisky, I think maybe a notch lower in some areas than Trubisky, but overall he's a little steadier. And they didn't want to go with Nick Foles here, so Dalton is the guy here. And again, he's not anywhere near QB1 status. QB2, but we know he can facilitate a receivers like he did in Dallas and he did for many years in Cincinnati. The other quarterback moves here. Tyrant Taylor goes to the Texans. So this fueled some speculation. Are the Texans maybe moving Watson, using Taylor as a bridge quarterback for something? Well, so far they're not moving Watson, but Taylor, you would think, with his skill set, with his arm, his athleticism, is a good backup for Watson. And a smart guy, a good locker room guy, they need those type of players with the Texans. So the uh, Chargers move on. And Justin Herbert flying solo now. As the quarterback, he's not going to have to look over shoulder. He's not going to have to really do that anyway, whoever's in there. But now it's fully Justin Herbert's team. No more Taylor there on the bench. So he becomes a valuable backup for the Texans should something happen to Watson. Or they move Watson and have to meet to start a guy like Taylor. But they paid quite a bit for him. So something to watch there if the Texans are going that route. And maybe we try to make that move still. With Watson, gets a, get a first-round pick, maybe a, like the number 12 from the 49ers, and uh, go after a rookie, but also keep Taylor here, that one-year deal as a bridge. Dolphins needed to upgrade their backup situation once Ryan Fitzpatrick left, uh, didn't retire, went to Washington to be their bridge starter. So they would go with Jacoby Brissett of the Colts. So that means that Jacob Eason will slide in as the number two. Now young Jacob Eason behind Carson Wentz there in Indianapolis. So... Brissett's a decent backup. We know he's got a pretty good skill set. I think it makes a lot of sense. He uh, did have a New England connection back in the day, as Brian Flores did, before he was traded to the Colts. So, yeah, a good system guy, kind of built like Tua, can move around, has a decent arm, kind of a good uh, influence as well because he's experienced in different types of offenses here with Josh McDaniels and Frank Reich. So, yeah, pretty good addition here. If you could transition from Fitzpatrick and still have a pretty good backup situation, mentor situation for Tua, you'd say Brissett is it. Now we go to running back, and uh, these are some interesting moves. The handcuff alerts is what we're going to look call these and look at. Jamal Williams goes from the Packers to another NFC North team, the Lions here. We know Aaron Jones is re-signed, so Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, they go forward as the Packers backs. I don't think you'll see uh, Adrian Peterson or anybody like that return for Detroit. So, looks like DeAndre Swift and your handcuff clearly is Jamal Williams. Williams was pretty valuable behind uh, Jones and had his, some standalone value of his own right. So, yeah, something to watch there. You had Carlos Hyde. He goes from the Seahawks to the Jaguars, so he becomes the veteran backup to the feature back, James Robinson. Makes sense there. Lamar Miller back in Washington to be one of the reserve options here for Antonio Gibson. 
Malcolm Brown goes to Miami. Interesting. Uh, we know he's been a solid backup for a long time for the Rams. I think he'll have that same role. We'll see if they try to upgrade for Miles Gaskin or they go with Gaskin here. So something we're going to watch there. And finally, we uh, saw early in free agency, Mark Ingram released by the Ravens. He ends up with the Texans. So looks like they'll keep David Johnson. They did release Duke Johnson. So Mark Ingram, the backup power back there for Houston uh, going forward. So there's a look at quarterback and running back. Not a lot of juice there, but quarterback has pretty much been a dried. Well, we'll get into talking about wide receivers. There's some interesting moves here that happened. You're not quite on the big wavelength yet, but there's some moves we need to talk about there. So we'll do that in our next segment. But first, got to tell you, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, awesome-tasting protein bar with 100% of chocolate on all bars, and now is the time to find out which built bar is best. It is built bar madness. We're headed to the championship, and today's matchup is peanut butter versus a coconut marshmallow puff. What a battle here! Two uh, different styles of built bar. One's going to be a little up tempo with a puff, and uh, peanut butter is going to be classic uh, defense, uh, smothering, great taste here. It's a tough matchup to break down, but. As you know, we've been going traditional, and we've also revealed that we really like peanut butter a lot in these Built Bars, so you can't go wrong with either Built Bar, but peanut butter is our pick. And you can go check things out here and vote yourself at BuiltBar.com, or check out Built Bar on Twitter to get in on the action and make your pick. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON15, LOCKED15, I should say LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order, that is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. We'll be right back here to break down the latest wide receiver moves in NFL free agency. Alright, so let's... Uh, Pick up here where we left off. Wide receivers, uh, not too splashy things. Uh, Kenny Galladay still waiting to be signed as of this recording, but his teammate did find a home, new home, so we'll break that down. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, however, get more of the sports news you need less time with Locked On Today. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. So check it out. We're breaking down March Madness there on Locked On Today and uh, catching up with all the NFL free agency news as well. All right, so wide receiver Marvin Jones has a deal with the Jaguars. He joins Philip Dorsett, so Dorsett comes over from Seattle, Jones from Detroit. So interesting move for Jones, but as we suspected, with Chris Conley, a free agent, Keelan Cole, a free agent, uh, D.D. Westbrook, not there available. You're looking at a situation where Cheneau, LaVisca Cheneau, their uh, pick from last year, slides in the slot. DJ Chark was rumored to be on the trade block, possibly to the Ravens, so that could raise Jones' profile a little bit more. They also have Colin Johnson from Texas. So, again, Marvin Jones should have a key role as an outside number two here on this team. Cheneau definitely has some slot to characteristics, and he would be a good complement here to Chark, and Chark a little bit built like Galladay with the be able to stretch the field. Dorset provides a little bit of depth here and sub packages can also stretch the field Jones is just a good all-around solid veteran receiver I think the Jaguars needed that they couldn't be so young with Chark and Cheneau at that position so now uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to get 
a wily veteran here in Marvin Jones. We know what he's done with the Bengals and Lions he can produce. Coming off a big year with Galladay on the shelf there. So good for Jones to cash in on the other side of 30 here. And he can be an asset here for the uh, Jaguars and uh, trying to help them uh, win a few more games. Another interesting move that happened was Emmanuel Sanders going to the Bills. Now, I like this move because, again, more of an indication that Gabriel Davis is going to get bumped up a little bit. Sanders is a little older. We know he made some plays for the Saints last year, but didn't improve them all that much. He's more of a role-playing veteran at this point. He, he's got some home run ability, some reliability on the outside. But I think Davis is more preferred here. He's got a higher upside with Stephon Diggs, and you, of course, still have Cole Beasley on the slot. So Sanders is kind of a guy that you could play inside a few times to spell Beasley, who's been hurt quite a bit. If Davis, uh, with his uh, inexperience, still needs a bit of a break, you could put in Sanders there with uh, Diggs. He's just a wily route runner here for Josh Allen. So he's going to help in some way with the production here, and a little bit different than who they had before in uh, John Brown, because uh, Brown was pretty good a couple years ago, but then Diggs arrived, and then Brown had, Brown had his injuries. Davis was a factor here. Uh, so, again, so it tells me more that uh, they have trust in Gabriel Davis versus uh, thinking they didn't like Brown. They thought they could go in a different direction and get a little bit of a lesser option here in Sanders and go forward, but he's a good reality piece, but it can also supplement their fantasy football prediction, production, especially tied to Josh Allen. So Allen doesn't really miss a beat. He might have actually got a little bit more versatile and reliable older receiver at this point to help him here in 2021. And speaking of uh, John Brown, John Brown went to the Raiders, and the Raiders just lost Nelson Aguilar. So what this means also is Henry Ruggs III, good news for him, that he's going to be bumped up more into that outside number one. John Brown at this stage of his career is more of a smoke uh, screen number two to play off of that on the outside. So Ruggs identifying an early breakout candidate. It would be the first round pick from Alabama from last year. Him and Jerry Judy stepping in hopefully to better situations here. But yeah, so that's what you'll see for Derek Carr. Uh, You look at John Brown, he's pretty reliable when healthy. The age is up there for him, a lot like Sanders. Different types of receivers, but uh, Brown, again, uh, they need a little bit of home run ability. The Raiders want that. They like the way that uh, Derek Carr's throwing downfield. So, again, good little uh, sneaky pickup for the Raiders, but yeah. So, looking at this, it's just uh, kind of the quick scramble to replacement if you don't have uh, the exact guy. You go for someone who can fill in with their skill set. And uh, I think Aguilar could uh, thrive potentially there with the Patriots moving on. I think he's been underrated. I think he kind of revived himself there with uh, Las Vegas. So he goes to New England. He can help there. Maybe he's a potential uh, number two or co-number one receiver there. While you look at uh, John Brown, more a complimentary piece there for uh, what Carr the Raiders do with Ruggs. And uh, every conference, again, that you bump up uh, with the Ruggs and Davis should have bigger roles here as a fantasy football sleeper wide receiver threes in 2021. Finally, the uh, Giants took a shot at uh, John Ross, the Bengals speedster. He ends up with the Giants, so a little bit of a speed option there on the outside for a few big plays here. They still have uh, Darius Slayton, we know that, and Sterling Shepard. They're expected to still target a wide receiver in the draft here. I think they need that other outside guy because I think you'll see Sterling Shepard slide in the slot without Golden Tate. 
So Ross, a bit of a flyer, but that indicates they want a little bit more speed and uh, field stretching there for uh, Daniel Jones. And not a bad flyer to take, certainly, here um, to try to improve the Giants in 2021. So, yeah, not a lot going on wide receiver. We're still waiting for Galladay, but uh, you look at uh, the Lions. I mean, they could lose Galladay and Jones, which would be a little tough here. They'd have to start and definitely make wide receiver a much higher priority at the top of the draft. So that's the fallout there uh, with Detroit. So something we'll watch uh, with them going forward. So Galladay out there. Curtis Samuel is still out there as far as this recording. Will Fuller, Juju Smith-Schuster. So... A lot of good names available there to help teams uh, at wide receiver going into uh, this uh, really third full day of free agency, and uh, we'll have to see how it uh, plays out here. But, yeah, those are the big names we're still watching here to uh, change addresses and um, hopefully get uh, situations where they can boost their fantasy football stock. Now we have one final segment where we'll talk offensive line. Yeah, we have to talk about that. We know that can have a big impact on fantasy football but first i've got to remind you that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football is over but nba college basketball and the nhl are in full swing we know what's happening in college basketball this weekend uh, march madness nca tournament yeah big deal going on bet online is the place to go there for march madness bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine we do have the oscars so Award TV show all wrapped into one there. Look ahead there. You can check out uh, what BetOnline has there. But BetOnline, college basketball, we got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best place to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Just head to BetOnline.ag. Use your mobile deposit to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Again, that promo code is locked on. We'll be right back here to close the show looking at uh, the notable offensive line movement here in uh, 2021 NFL free agency. All right, so final segment here. A lot of uh, good uh, fantasy football reaction. More to come, but we wanted to cover the second wave, uh, so to speak, for you of moves. So we'll look at the offensive linemen that uh, change teams here. But I do have to remind you, Wednesdays on Lock NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a lockdown draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and our young players f- fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance last season, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Lock NFL. Subscribe to Lock NFL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, some offensive linemen got paid in free agency here the biggest move was 49ers keeping Trent Williams they also had Alex Mack to replace Weston Richburg so Trent Williams gets a six-year deal elite season as a left tackle here for San Francisco replacing Joe Staley he's not going to go anywhere for whoever their quarterback is for a while they also have Alex Mack they needed to upgrade it to center with Weston Richburg breaking down another older option that they signed in free agency big deal. Mack still has a little bit left and he's very familiar with the Kyle Shanahan blocking scene the way that uh, Williams was from his days with the Washington football team. So good cohesive unit continues here. You have Mike McGlinchey and the rest of this uh, fine front for the the 49ers. Their run blocking and uh, pass protection remains among the top of the league. Now elsewhere in the state of California the Chargers made a splash here with the 
combination of Corey Lindsley, so another key center here, changing teams from the Packers, and Matt Filer. Pretty decent uh, offensive lineman, played guard or tackle. He'll start at one of the spots here for the Chargers, coming over from the Steelers. So two guys that played in very successful offensive lines. They come over here, and the Chargers uh, committing here to overhauling their offensive line in front of Joe Bar- Justin Herbert, I should say. It slipped there where the Bengals probably want this for uh, Joe Burrow at some point. But the Chargers being aggressive, have their new center, made uh, Lindsley the highest paid center of the game. Filer, again, good candidate to potentially start at right tackle. Brian Belaga, we'll see if they can keep him back. If not, Belaga's a friend of Lindsley, uh, former Packer as well, so they could uh, bring them together and play well up front. But, yeah, the Chargers, slight improvements, more need to come, and I think that can come with a first-round pick uh, of an offensive tackle in 2021. The Chiefs made a big move in getting Joe Thune from the Patriots here. So the Patriots making some moves. We'll see the Chiefs go after uh, David Andrews as well, who is now a free agent. The, the Patriots uh, couldn't initially re-sign him before he got into the open market. They could look back to him, but... Thune in the mix here for the Chiefs. He has a good chance to start at right tackle as they let Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz go. So Thune's a great blocker in the running game. Very solid in pass production inside or outside. So Patrick Mahomes has to be very pleased with that pickup here of Joe Thune. Kevin Zeidler, remember him, the big uh, Giants uh, guard here. He played with the Browns and Bengals. Well, now he's playing with a third and if AFC North team, it's the Baltimore Ravens. So they need a replacement for Marshall Yanda. Upgrade there a little bit. So Kevin Zeitler is in the mix here for the Ravens, helping the run defense. Pretty solid veteran guard here. Plug and play and uh, get some good return. Another one of those guys from that Wisconsin pipeline for Baltimore to take advantage. So, yeah, that's where a lot of the big moves have been made here is the offensive line, uh, edge rusher. So, a lot of uh, teams turn upgrade there. Uh, good to see uh, the Patriots go get Matthew Judon. He had Bud Dupree go to the Titans. He had Yannick Ngakwe is going to help the Raiders out there with their pass rush. Those are uh, just three of the moves. He had Carl Lawson going uh, from the Bengals here to the Jets. So the Jets get a premier pass rusher in their mix to anchor their new uh, 4-3. Get Trey Hendrickson uh, replacing Carl Lawson with the Bengals. He signs a big deal here. So some big moves on the lines for sure, especially up front on the tackles and the edges here. So, yeah, so changes there that you have to keep up with and uh, more certainly to come across the board here at free agency. So still waiting for a few more big dominoes to fall. We've had uh, quite a good movement, but uh, running backs, at least the front line potential complementary guys or starters have... uh, not really falling off the board, and we're still waiting for, again, Galladay, Samuel, Juju Smith, Schuster, Will Fuller, some of these key receivers to find homes as well. So we'll keep tabs of all those moves, and if we have to react uh, in our next show on uh, Thursday, we will do that. If uh, not, we will continue and uh, look at our 2020 offseason transitional look there, reviewing uh, what we saw last year and uh, going forward to this year. The next team up is the Chargers, so keep that in mind. We'll get to that team and the rest here of uh, our teams that would uh, leave us with the NFC West, so that's the last team in the NFC West to talk about. So if you missed any of those shows, team-by-team breakdowns of the offseason, so some things have obviously changed since then, but uh, give you a little bit of a 
sense of where all these teams stood here going into the off season and uh, their challenges ahead. So check that series out if you missed anything there. Thanks so much for listening to this uh, special fantasy football free agency reaction show. It's our second one. Check out if you missed our first wave of signings that include the bigger names off the board uh, there. That was our previous show, so check that out. We're going to have good off-season content for you all year long for you on uh, Lockdown Fantasy Football. So stick it right here. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, we'll keep bringing it to you uh, the inside analysis as uh, merits here. Until we uh, kick off and get into regular season mode in 2021. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.